Congratulations, you just invalidated like 10 minutes of me monologuing. Now, welcome back to another episode of the Refactor Podcast, the show where we try and help ourselves and you suck just a little bit less each day. My name is Frank Cole. And my name is Chris Tonkinson. And this is episode 62, recorded on March 15th, 2022. Which is the Ides of March 15th or for The 15th. It is the 15th. The it 15th. is the Ides of March. That's yes. right. Man, my Latin teacher in high school would be really disappointed in me right now. You, for, for, you're for trying to tell that me up. that I have to be worried? Yeah. <laughs> Do I need to be concerned? I don't know. Where are the uh, Ides of March, Chris? <laughs> I, I like I like my back the way it is without holes. <laughs> <laughs> superfluous, superfluous behinds. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many holes a body's supposed to have, but I feel like I've got the right number yeah, right yeah, now. Whatever so it is right now, to keep it that way. Yeah, you're probably like I'm, probably. Good. I'm at a stable, whatever it is, Opoly. I want to keep it right there. <laughs> I don't want to augment. No, yeah, yeah. Don't. You don't, you don't want that kind of an augment for sure. No. <laughs> Super augmented, silent, and deadly. Uh, dead. It would be deadly. End up yeah. enjoying this. Yeah, no, you wouldn't enjoy it. It'd be dead. No. And you wouldn't enjoy it. No. No. <laughs> Sorry, Jensen, you are just wrong on that one. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you know, here you go. Yeah, I still make, haven't, I, I still haven't said, I got to. No, well, I got I get a new laptop and I still haven't set you know the uh, the the gear back up. And part mm -hmm. of it is like um, this is just technology, man. Like it's it's good, you know the the tools we use for soundboard and audio production. They're they're great tools. Um, the problem is they're like not always the easiest to integrate with the rest of the system. Temperamental uh, in the face of changing situations. So if I've got my office set up and everything's here, they work great, solid as a rock. As soon as I go and undock my laptop and put in bluetooth earphones then all of a sudden like i've got nine different settings to change and i get confused which one's which because i don't know i'm just i'm not a professional and so um i don't know if there's a way i, I guess maybe just like route it as like system audio and then change that I, that doesn't seem to work consistent so i don't have i don't have any sounds i'm not i'm not fun anymore is what i'm trying to say <laughs> he's just no fun he's just i'm just just no stinking fun yeah they, they embracing can be a, the dad life they can be a royal pain in the butt but they it, you know if you do it, it it's worth it excuse me yeah i think it is there. yeah it's 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 worth it it just like you said temperamental it takes it takes a lot of work uh what i have found is that once you have a good setup uh for the recording i i mm -hmm. i don't know about you but I, I make I make copious use of this in my in my day to day work. Like I, I find, oh, yeah. I mean, not mm -hmm. everything, but a couple of things are just hilarious to drop in. Like somebody just, drops somebody drops some lame dad joke one liner. You gotta like it, it just yeah. adds it just adds a lot of fun flavor to to meetings, yeah. and it catches people off guard initially. But once they know to expect it, it does. It makes things yeah. it makes things kind of fun. Um, yeah. We've done. Uh, I remember one time I did I'll a, throw in I'll throw in like a light you know cheering or clapping as appropriate or or a fail horn. Those are the two I tend to use. And you got that one, and then of course the those fail get horn. the most use in meetings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. like those things in a meeting are just are are, are just are just wonderful. Their choice. Uh, one of my uh, actually uh, th by request from one of the one of the people on my team, I added. Do you know what that is? Do you know what that sound is? Oh my god! What is? Is that Twilight Zone? No. What is that? No, 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 no. That's that's dark. No. What is that? It's the million. I know what that man. is. It's the million dollar man. Oh. No, that's not okay. You, I didn't know what it was. Oh yeah, no, that wasn't. That the, I wasn't thinking. It's the sound effect that they played on the show, The Million Dollar Man, when he did some superhuman thing, mm -hmm. like he had you know superhuman speed and superhuman eyesight, and you know, I think that was the. I think that's the speed one. Uh, you know, and they make that mm -hmm. sound, and they do. Like, they make him look like he's moving in slow mo, but he's actually moving faster than everyone. It's you know, yeah, it, it, cheesy. I, oh man, was that in the eighties? It's a 70s or 80s show, a TV show. I can't remember. Maybe the I 80s. I want to say that was early 80s. I think it was 80s. Yeah. I was never, I, I never watched it. Uh, I never watched it much, but that sound effect is just, I mean, it's timeless. So um, 
anyway, yeah, it, it, it can be it can be fun to have that kind of stuff. But you're, like you said, it can yeah. be a, a royal pain in the butt if it's if it's misbehaving. So I still have well, not, not when it misbehaves, but just like when I when I undock my laptop and I go to travel, then I'm mm-hmm. just all I want to I just want to join a Zoom or a Teams meeting. Right. And then the inputs are wrong. Oh, and all I, the I virtual spend cables. Five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gets, you know, that, that's that's all right. I meant. So that, that's actually why I haven't put it back on yet. I see. But. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so last week we covered one of the two topics that we uh, had promised and owed the audience. Um, we, yeah. uh, you, uh, not we. No, you. Don't, don't no, drag no, me into this. No, no, actually, no, I am 100% dragging you into this because the other one came from you. The other one Uh-oh. that you had actually teased was coding boot camps. Remember, you oh, had lamented yeah. how we didn't talk about them and how yeah. you. Yeah, I've been yeah. avoiding this one for a little while. Yeah, yeah. You, you you brought this one up. This is this one's on you, pal. This is completely on you. Um, so we had said that we would talk about them, and so I think this is a good topic. I think this is I think this is fun because uh, I think that these are useful to a point. That's the way I look at them. And if I recall, you said something akin to kill it with fire, something like that when it came I to may boot camps. Have. I, I might have. I might have said something like that right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, I mean, yours is way more interesting than than mine. T- tell, tell us why coding boot camps are the root of all evil. I get I really, really what it comes down to, like the balanced, the balanced view is that they can be really effective and they can be really useful. And, and I see some that are targeted in ways that everybody can kind of, you know, slow nod and say, yeah, I, this is good. We should support this. And then there are for every one of those, there are nine others mm-hmm. that I really don't feel like they actually do anything useful. Right. So the core idea here is that you can go from zero to at least knowing what you don't know really fast. You're not going to do a nine-week coding boot camp and then go out and get a job making $400,000 a year as a, as a full-stack web developer. Right? This is not the way it goes. No. Um, and I, you know, there's, there's a little bit of the curse of knowledge, and there's a little bit of old man... Uh, well, you know, uh, you've got to learn the way you've got to learn the way I learned or else you don't know what you're talking about, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's, I think that's complete horse crap, right? Just, just to be super clear. Um, I think once you know something, it, it's your moral obligation to help other people learn it in a more efficient way than what you had to go through. Right. I think that's absolutely the case. I, I don't see value in letting somebody, you know, stew over a semicolon for 30 hours just because you did that once and it taught you a lesson, like point it out, let them move on with their lives. That's just pain. That's not, that's not useful growth, right? It's just mm-hmm. scar tissue. And I don't, um, and so the boot camps, I don't know. It's to me, I have seen now this is, uh, you know, in a past life, I was uh, close to the education world and, um, I've done mentoring and tutoring. Uh, I've, you know, helped uh, younger colleagues develop in their career, and I, I kind of, I don't want to take a stance, but I kind of have to take the stance that either you're somebody that's going to go find the information and learn it, or you're not. Mm-hmm. And being spoon-fed the information for somebody that wants it, somebody that's going to go and grab it by the horns and and uh, and continue with it is a great accelerant. Like that is a wonderful catalyst, and I think it absolutely has a place. Um, and then I think the the core issue I have is that it gets sold to people that are it gets sold to people that aren't going to do that. It gets sold to people like, oh, look at this, you can be the next Zuckerberg if you take my eleven week course. You know that'll be however many thousand dollars, please. And now you're qualified. Like if I see somebody that mm, comes in. Mm, mm-hmm. And their only relevant industry experience is a coding boot camp. I'm going to have some tough questions. Right. That doesn't mean I don't hire them if that's what the role, if they're qualified for the role, and I think they've got the right attitude and, and aptitude to grow into it. That's not that's not a black mark against them, right? I value practical experience over an academic education, um, but it's got to be part of a broader. I guess where the summary is, it's got to be part of a much broader story mm-hmm. rather than just. One day I took a boot camp and now please pay me nine figures. Right. right? Like that, <laughs> that doesn't jive 
for me. I yeah, think. yeah. Am I making, I, I feel like I'm not, I feel like I'm being really circuitous. No, here. I don't think so. I think you're making a lot of sense. I think that the, uh, the there is, you're not going to get away from doing the hard work. I think that's the key takeaway. If you're looking at a boot camp as some shortcut, it's not a shortcut. It's a jump start, is what it is. I'm starting from zero. This gets me from zero to one. It doesn't get you from zero to 10, it gets you from zero to one. And so it's that if your expectation of how far along you're going to get from the boot camp, as long as that's in range of, of, of in, a, in a reasonable expectation, you're you're going to get something useful out of it, but you're not going to get away from doing the hard work. It's enough to get your mind aligned because software development really requires a, I mean, you know this, it, it requires a different way of thinking. And that way of thinking is something that you develop and grow and nurture over an extended period of time, literally years. You know, I am a better programmer today than I was 10 years ago because I have worked that muscle, that mental muscle. That's over. debatable. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I, I don't need, you know what? Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> jerk. I'm giving you that one. You don't deserve it, but I'm giving you that one. <laughs> here, take my angry upvote. Yeah, take my angry upvote and get the hell out of here. <laughs> no, I, I really like that. I really like that language. Uh, uh, Jumpstart, not shortcut. Yeah. Like it's you a, just, congratulations, you just invalidated like 10 minutes of me monologuing, right? <laughs> Jumpstart, not shortcut. And what it gets sold as is a shortcut. shortcut. And that's, and it's, it's not the coding boot camp. It's the way that it's sold, right? Mm -hmm. It's the messaging that it's a shortcut. That is where I have the issue. Right. Or even if it's not that messaging, even if it's, you know, in your own mind, some people really do get a, you know, they, they think that it's more than what it is. And I, right. I, I, I chose my words very, very deliberately from zero to one. You're at the start. You went from nothing. You went from not being on to on the track to being at the starting line. Okay, good. That's the first step. Excellent. The next step, start moving around the track, but you're going to be slow and it's going to take time. And so you need to think about it in those terms. And so with or without a boot camp, I still put that person in the most junior of junior roles because they're green. They have literally no professional experience. You have school, which is, it counts for something, but it is not at all any professional experience. You have a ton that you're going to need to learn about how it's actually going to get done day to day, but it's at least something to get your brain going on the, on the primary stuff so that you can be contributing something in short order, but what that's going to be is going to be rather limited. And so, you know, that's, and that's okay, but you've got to recognize that you are, you're just at the starting line. And yeah, I well, think and it also, it goes back to like part of my, you know, my, my perennial, uh, soapbox about, you know, software really just being any other skilled trade at the end yeah, of the day. It is. Right. Yes. And, and it's like, oh, coding bootcamp, that's that's got to be equivalent to a technical school. For, Tech school. No, it's it's not. Like, that's not this. You can't go from there and then go to an 11-figure salary. Like, it's just, that's well, not go, how. You, first of all, you have jumped figures. You went from nine. I don't even know. Like, I would have given you maybe seven as an emphasis, but. Uh, six to six to, to nine, nine to 11. To yeah, 11. Yeah, it goes, it goes I mean, up like each time. Yeah, yeah now, I mean, this is you just. Can't, the 12-figure salary straight out of a coding boot camp is just not reasonable, but you know, you are, and, and it's and but you can, setting the expectation like. But hold on a second. You compared it. You just compared it to trade schools. Are you suggesting yeah. that you can do that in a trade school? Like you come out of a trade school and you can immediately start making a money equivalent to the quote unquote professionals in that space? Like if I go and become a plumber and I, I go to you know plumber technical school, can I come out making the same amount of money as a as a plumber who's been in that business for 15 years, I wouldn't expect to. So no. And that's kind of my point, right? Oh, so okay. you come out of a, right. you come out of a technical school and you join a company as an apprentice, right? Yeah. And you work your way up the, right. up the ladder. Right. And so, yeah. and we have career, right. But, and so, oh, well, I'm a, I'm an angular developer. So, you know, I make 14 figures a year well, not all Angular devs are created equal, uh, right? Oh, and so, okay. and so, it, once saying. you have just from a from a like a from a um, uh, layman's optics perspective, right? I see 
uh, Bay Area startups making 15 figures a year, starting salary and 400 days PTO per month, right? Mm -hmm. And then Coding Bootcamp says you can be a full stack developer tomorrow. You're setting false expectations, like whether or not any individual act, and I say this all the time, like whether or not there are grand conspiracies in real life in the world sure looks like it in a couple of places, right? And and whether or not there are good or bad reasons why that happens, whether or not there are explainable reasons why things look the same as if there were a conspiracy, right? It doesn't change the fact that it can look that way. And so it what it does is it sets false expectations. And that's what I see are stories about people that go through the boot camp and then things aren't what they thought they would be on the other side of it, right? They have more questions than answers. They're not well prepared for an actual job. And that's the thing. You get out of coding bootcamp, there are very few. And if that's all your experience, right? You 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 went from zero through coding bootcamp, you're probably not super well qualified for even an entry-level job in web development. Like depending on the specific circumstances, depending on the specifics, and you have to be a, a general statement is not befriend is not not my friend in this case that I just made. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on all of those specifics, I don't really know that you can get a job with that. I mean, you I don't get, know that it gives you the 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 depth, the the bench of tools that you need to be even moderately effective coming out of the game. Okay, so let's. All right, I, I have a question. I'm gonna. I, I have a counterpoint, but I want to phrase it in the form of a question because I'm I'm trying to better understand. I, I think we agree, but I'm not sure. You're trying so, to trap me. So I'm trying, trying to, to make me look you. bad. That's, I'm okay yeah. with it. I'm. I'm tra- that's our. <laughs> that's our thing here. That's right. I'm trying to entrap you. But let's go here. Um, you have two candidates applying. Okay. It's your most junior position that you have. It's your entry level. Okay. It is a Mm -hmm. true entry level position. Uh Candidate one has gone through a boot camp that covers technologies relevant to what you're doing. You need a Mm -hmm. React dev. They went to a React boot camp, something like that. Sure. Candidate two is a college grad. And there's a couple permutations that I kind of want to explore here. But for for the first one, let's say, that they went to some school that doesn't have its head up its ass and actually did teach React in their mm-hmm. curriculum and not, you know, C or Java, mm-hmm. you know, because they all teach C or Java. <clears throat> so you've got you've got this this the you know, candidate A degree, took some React stuff, candidate, candidate uh, what did I say? I said candidate A, candidate B, React Dev. Uh, who you know did a boot camp? Uh, dev in quotes at this point. Okay, now are either or both of them qualified for your entry level position? Potentially both, potentially neither. Again, it depends okay. on the situation. Okay, so, yeah. well that's why I said your most junior. It's like what other what other okay what other factors would go into that? Okay, so for so you? the most like an actual. Uh, like an actual entry level I'm job, not one that we, blue. Yes. not one that we we call and pay entry level that requires sixteen years of yes, relevant I'm experience, talking, right? right? I'm I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm passing over those morons at the recruiting departments who <laughs> who classify entry level and then proceed to put fifteen yeah. years worth of experience into the yeah. bullet list that comes after it. You know, right? The, yeah. Or the, the you need a PhD. You had to have managed forty seven people right. for six years, gone yeah. through four government audits. Yeah, now they you're qualified to, to make right. forty grand a year at this entry level role at Megacorp. Right, or yeah. they want to they want a React dev who's got you know three years of React, four years of C sharp, ten years of SQL. You know, and, and, and right. all of these you know all these technologies that basically compile uh, Kubernetes, yeah. Docker. It's another uh, IT it's another, admin. It's it's actually not one role you're applying for. You're applying for like six. <laughs> yeah, another another angle on the joke about you know uh, we need we need ten years of experience in this thing that's existed for five. There know? was I I <laughs> I'm gonna have to find it. Uh, I, I, somebody who, oh man, I, I, I'm going to have to, I'll, I'll dig it up. Somebody who invented a platform and I forget even what language it was, but some, some utility that was super popular in its space. Um, the creator applied for the, found this job listing Mm -hmm. X number of years in the thing. And he 
screen capped it. Oh, I guess I'm not I'm 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 not qualified for the thing I invented because I only invented it, you know, two years ago and they're looking for four years of experience. And it's just that's great. Come on, people. Like at least do your yeah. homework about how long the thing has been around. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know, four uh, years, that sounds good. Yeah, or bigger sense. than two. So you, you No, you okay. Said so it so so let me so, let me take your let me take your direction there. So so for an entry, an actual, right? Mm-hmm. Uh actual. entry level role. I think both of those people could be qualified. Yeah, they could be qualified. All right, all right. Yeah. So, so from both of them though, and and it's why I say like without any other context, I don't know. Right, what mm-hmm. I'm looking for in a qualification, like when I talk to you, have you? So, so there are kind of I guess three things in that case for an entry level role. There are kind of three things that I would look for uh, to to be tactical. Um, one is some kind of interest. Right, did you actually learn anything? from whether that was a, a four-year degree or a boot camp, whatever it was, did you learn anything? Did you retain anything? If you have questions, that's the litmus test. Like mm-hmm. you either you either say, hey, there's this other thing that I want to learn more about, or you say, I don't really understand that yet. Good. That's a question that means you were paying attention. So that's like an that's like an attitude aptitude thing. Um secondly, can you write a loop? Right. I still like that is still a qualification. That is a minimum entry level qualification for a software development job. You need to be able to like write a loop or at mm-hmm. least understand the concept at the yeah, end. What level. is recursion? What is recursion? Maybe not even that. Like maybe tactically, can you can you process some data? It comes in, it goes out, you did some stuff in between. Like do mm-hmm. you, you understand that? Um, and then the third thing, show me a project. Or, or tell me about a project if you can't show it to me. There's got to be in 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 any course of study. Uh, I assume the boot camps are the same thing. You come out with a thing that you built. I want to see it or hear about it um, because that's kind of the embodiment that demonstrates the first two things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think yeah, if you're entry level, all, a boot camp or or a four year degree, and I'm I'm kind of a pragmatist. Like I don't need a four year degree to get hired on my team. Right? I, I agree. I, I, I need the right attitude and aptitude. Yep. You're, and you're good. Um, so I think in 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 my case, then it would be those three things. So it's not enough, just like it's not enough for somebody to come in as a senior level enterprise architect with three decades of experience. That's not enough for me to hire you, right? I need I need more information. I need yeah, more right. You need context right? to it, um, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, the the point is well taken about an entry level role. Yeah, a boot camp. And in, in my mind, if you can if you can if you give me the same answers. Right or or equivalently valuable answers to those three questions, or can demonstrate those three things, you are equally as qualified as a as a four year degree uh, holder in in my I, mind at least. Yeah, I don't I don't look at I don't look at four year degrees. I don't I don't care. Uh, I actually have a number of um, one of my most successful um, engineers. He is um, he has over twenty years of experience. He is leading the single largest client that we have. Um, it is a name you recognize. Um, I mean, we are talking hundreds of millions of dollars. He has no, he doesn't have a four-year degree. He barely graduated high school. And he's he's huh. outstanding. He's a stellar, stellar engineer and team lead. It has nothing to do the the degrees. I mean, this is a this is a whole, whole sidebar. That's a bag of worms. Oh, I mean, yeah, we're not gonna I don't want to go there. Can of worms, bag Can of it, yeah. I'm, well, I mean, I it's did, a container, it, it's con- a container of things. Enclosure, it's a docker of worms. It's a docker of worms. Um, Four-year degrees. uh, I mean, I knew when I graduated that mine was getting my foot in the door. I question whether that is even the case now. Uh, I I don't think that they're necessary. And I have always, in my my experience with software development is like yours. I see it very, very much in line with trade schools. That it, it is a skill that you can pick up and learn and you don't need all the you know surrounding liberal arts education it's useful for you as a human being but wholly unnecessary to be an effective engineer effective programmer um if you want to move into management if you want to go higher i mean that that kind of stuff can help but i don't think that you needed to get in the door either so you know to me it's 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 completely superfluous um but it's, it's like how many times so as a as a contributor like how many times in like pick a calendar year how many okay. times did you actually have to reach into your tool belt of like you know think about past like past uh junior or sophomore year 
of your of your comp sci degree. Okay. How many times in an actual calendar year of of paid work of gainful employee did you have to reach into your belt and pull out one of those like junior senior year data structure and algorithm knowledge? Like how often do those topics actually come in, in a practical web right. development job? Right. Not very much. No. Right. Like not. So and, and the boot camps are, are squarely targeted at kind of like web development. And I th- they, they seem to lean a little front end. And so that's kind of where I'm talking about here. Right. You uh, if if you're doing stuff. There are a whole other sectors and verticals where, where that stuff actually really does matter very much. Right. Sure. Um, but you can learn you're that. Not gonna, you know, you're not going to get hired at Google if if you don't know what a B tree is. Right. There are just certain things that certain scales and types of work but for like the average front-end web dev you don't need to know the difference between a tree and a try you don't have to understand big o complexity like that stuff just in practice doesn't really matter now if you're building if you're building for scale uh, uh can i make a uh is it web scale reference here uh you've seen that right <laughs> yeah I've um seen it. uh if you're building for web scale uh and or if you're building like underlying foundational things, like you're building a framework or a library, then then those things do help. They they do start to matter at a certain point. But like, but I would so argue that even I, that I stuff, mean, you can pick that stuff up as you go. You certainly can. I will say formal structured training. I see a difference in in candidates and employees and teammates and colleagues who understand, who recall that from the kind of formal training. Mm-hmm. When you're getting into the point where like specific specific analysis and design of data structures and algorithms matter, I do see a practical difference in ability to be effective in classically trained computer scientists versus otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, A, there's a limited applicability for that. And, and B, everywhere else, it's almost never, it almost never matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Um, I, um, so my degree was actually not in computer science. Mine was, um, it was a, a mishmash of, uh, computer science and, um, communications and, um, management systems, uh, systems management. So, and, so a bunch of bull crap. Then. But well, I, I mean, arguably they're all a bunch of bull crap. But anyway, my point was, I didn't go as deep into the into the mathematical structures as as a traditional computer science degree. And mm-hmm. you know, when I have come across that stuff, it has been a case of, okay, well, let's let's go look that up and figure that out. And and usually you can you can color by numbers through the first, I mean, this is how I learned to program. You color by numbers through the first one and then you, you pick up little bits. And then as you do it again, you pick up a little bit more. And so that's why I think even, you know, even a boot camper could pick up something like binary trees and, you know, um, algorithms and things like that. I think it's entirely feasible. Let me clarify it at, at risk that I, I, came off exclusive there i did i didn't mean to suggest Such that it's unknowable God, it's yeah elitist that chris it's just elitist like, that's the word that's the word <laughs> like oh chris is about to grace us with his knowledge oh thank god oh oh that's right that's Pour right it on me and you'll be and you should be so lucky um <laughs> uh um uh aldrich what's our guy aldrich uh um uh yeah, oh. that guy's name MXC. Um, I, uh, oh, oh, we just talked about this like two weeks <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah, um, Blankenship, Aldrich Blankenship. Blankenship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is our yeah, theoretical executive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let me Aldrich Blankenship uh, this ish. So I guess like not not that it's not that it's unknowable, right? Right. I, I mean, it's all there. Just go to Wikipedia, go to YouTube. You get lost for seven days. You come out bearded, but you have knowledge, right? That's great. Um, all I simply meant to point out, though, is that. Is that in the cases where that stuff matters, you're gonna see quicker results from somebody that had that in their background, right? Because they are they just already know it, or, or oh, it's already accessible. They know where to go yeah, to look for yeah, it. Yeah, um, and in certain cases, I've seen where somebody said, "Okay, yeah, this is great, but there's actually a more efficient way to do it, or something." Like it's 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 a leading edge kind of a thing. It's not it's not like a binary, you know, you have this or you are dumb. Like that's that's <laughs> not the that's not the, the the picture I meant to to paint there for sure. 
Right. No, I, I, I and I didn't think you did. Um, but it's, um, uh, my counterpoint was it's, I think it's more accessible than what you had initially alluded to, even for the, you know, the untrained boot, boot camp based, um, entry level person. Will it be hard? Yeah. Is it going to take them longer? Yeah. But you can get there. And that, and that, but, but that really ties back to the most important point here is you got to put in the work. You, I mean, you're, you're not, it's, it's not a, it's not a shortcut. It's a jump start, and you still have to put in the effort. the The college grad has, still has to put in the effort. Do they ha- come with some extra pieces? Yeah, maybe, arguably, a little bit, possibly, but not all that much. It's more about putting in the work. The other thing that you mentioned that um, we haven't touched on at all. You talked about the things that you wanted to see from from these candidates because you said it depends. And I agree just because you went to college, just because you went to boot camp, does not mean that I check a box and then just get, give you a job. That's, that's not how this works. Yeah. You know, you received, have to, you know, insert diploma received job from yeah, the HRIS, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's not how this works at all. They're looking at all sorts of other soft, fuzzier things that are much less tangible. And the things that you asked about, I think tie, tie into that. You wanted, you asked them about, you know, what did you learn? You know, you had asking questions and show me a project. And these are all, these are all more soft skill things. So show me a project. Well, you know, preparing something and being ready to talk about it. That's a bit of the sales and marketing side and asking questions. It's communication skills. All of those fuzzy soft skills. I mean, we keep saying this, we keep coming back to it are way more important. Anyone they matter. They the matter more skill. than we like to admit. As as you know, quote engineers. Exactly. They they matter yeah. a ton. Uh, I would argue they're more important than your technical skills. I can always find. I always, always can find talented engineers who know a crap ton about whatever technology du jour. I can always do that, and they will know more than me, yeah. and they'll run circles around me. But if they are incapable of communicating effectively if they turn off or repulse me clients or they, co-workers it's not if they know more than their team are. that's a right. problem and i don't mean like i don't mean like they have more quantified knowledge in their head i mean are they constantly shoving in everybody's face whether or not they know more right that's the that's what i mean by that exactly yeah that's 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 exactly right so it, it those pieces are fundamentally way more important. So boot camp, yeah, get started, get the foundation, get rolling. You're still going to need to figure out things as you go along. You still need to put in the effort and you still need to make yourself a communicable, uh, presentable, appealing human being to, to work with. That is far more important. I will gloss over your technical skills if I know you have an affinity for learning that you'll take constructive feedback in a positive way and not get, um, you know, not get sore over it. If I you no, know, if I, I won't shut you. up. <laughs> um, a, you because know, I know that you'll be able to to fill the gaps and keep going. It's yeah. way more important. Um, yeah. and so so I think boot camps. I think boot camps are a good thing, and this is why I put it on the agenda. I do think they're genuinely a good thing because I think that boot camps move us more towards putting software development in alignment with trades. And I think trades is a much more accurate representation of what software development looks like. Damn it, man. You hit me right in the logic with that one. That's a good point. That's a good point. It is. It really is. I really, because I thought you were going there. You made the trade school comparison. I thought your head was already there. That's, that's what I've always looked at. I mean, these, these boot camps are, ITT Technical Institute for, for for software devs. That's that's all they are. Um, yeah, I get maybe maybe uh, perhaps uh, if we can use this. Can I can I lay down on my couch here in the office and and share about my means. relationship uh, with my parents? I don't yeah. know. Like maybe maybe it was the case that I just I I recoiled at the disparity between the the length of the things and the marketing pasted on top of that. Them. I mean, that is a that's, problem. That is a problem. Because to be clear, because to be clear, that's the thing that I'm salty about. Right. right? It's not that they exist. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's that like, and it's it's part of this whole milieu with uh, 
going back to my longstanding soapbox about being a skilled trade, about how everyone should code, everyone should learn to code, which is right. just nonsense. It's, it's just, nonsense. I'm not That's even going to give that the time of day, right? It's bull crap. Um, now, where I do think it could be cool uh, is like exposing exposing underprivileged or disadvantaged, especially uh, especially younger in the younger years, exposing those people uh, to something that maybe they just don't have a role model for. Maybe they just don't have any context for. Maybe they don't even understand what the possibilities are. I think that could be a great tool. Um, mm-hmm. But I just, you know, and again, it's it's and it's not all of them, right? I'm I'm being I'm being punchy. It's like a, a you know headline editing, uh, but in audio form to, to say that, no, all, all boot camps suck. No, it's, it's, it's like a minority of them, but they're popular enough that it, it bothers me that I think they're setting false expectations with the way that they approach the market. Um, not that the core concept is bad. On the one hand, I can't fault them. Hey, learn to software, learn to write code, get a better job, make more money. I mean, there's my these, God. Do the, we, okay. These are do the we reasons need to do this. Like they are. Do the we thing. need to start do we need to start like a a development not college? I'd be lying if I said that I haven't thought about that before. I mean, it has the, the thought, like the thought. No, I'm not kidding. The thought really because there's a passed. very few. Yes, I know. I've thought about it too. Like there are like very the there are a brain. there are a finite and innumerable set of core skills that you need to be effective to start out. Like you said, to to get that entry level role, mm-hmm. and those those could be conferred that knowledge can be conferred relatively efficiently i don't know i feel like there might be and i think there there could be i think that the problem um uh, a lot of a lot of those kinds of efforts right now have focused on uh underprivileged and underserved communities which i think is noble but the idea and the notions here are more broad than that uh, you know i wouldn't want to go after my my thought process always went I mean, yes, we we want to help those people, but you know, we want to we want to offer this way more broadly. And this is not something that should compete with nothing. It should actually compete with universities. It should compete with the notion of going for a four year degree. And I I my my thought was always, if I had the time and the resources, you could put together a program that not only would stand up to the the yeah. education of a university would surpass it to the point where would beat it. Okay. Oh, you've got a four year degree. That's great. Well, I'm going to go over here and hire the guy that went to the, the Cole Tonkinson school of software development. Awesome sauce, because I know that program is really freaking good. And I know exactly what I'm getting. Uh, and I think that they would come out yeah. better prepared for it. So in theory, I think that this is, I think you're absolutely right. Um, it, and it calls back to the general underlying mismatch between what academy produces and what industry requires. And what industry, right? exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. I will say from personal experience, like engineering and nursing seem to be two areas where you, you got some bad school, actually you got a lot of bad schools, but mm-hmm. but engineering and nursing, um, and I mean actual engineering here, right? This mm-hmm. is not chest puffery for, for glorified typists, which uh, engineers and nursing schools tend to be really well calibrated to producing candidates onto the job market that actually can start day one and do the thing right. um, better than I think other fields, right? Yeah. What we do what we do with computers, we send you through a computer science. You have a bachelor's in science of computer science and you are mm-hmm. now well qualified. You don't know the first thing. You don't know the first thing about what you're getting You've yourself into because the first You've day on theory. the job, the first day on the job, they're going to say, okay, well, we need you to refactor this component, uh, submit a pull request and get... None of that made sense to the person who was classical computer science trained. And yet, guess what? The majority, the overwhelming majority (laughs) of the jobs need exactly that. So here's, here's what happens if you're, if you're, if you're thinking about, if you're, if you're in college right now, or you're thinking about going to college for computer science. And and so here, here's what what Chris just described. Here's the sensation that you're going to go through. When you go to a four-year program, they inculcate you in all this highfalutin knowledge. I like to call it, we like to call it the ivory tower. Okay, the ivory tower of knowledge is you know, it's just this big think tank of of high level, big picture thinking of all sorts of glorious, amazing, awesome sauce of things that could be done in the ideal. Okay, and when you are done with this four year degree, you are firmly ensconced way up there in the sky. 
Now, there's a couple problems being that high up in the ivory tower. First of all, it's really high up. There isn't a lot of oxygen. When there's not a lot of oxygen, your brain doesn't work so well. And so you're going to be very, very slow on the uptake for the speed, the sheer speed of how things work on a day-to-day real-world business. The second problem is way that way high up in the tire in the tower. You don't really, you can't really see the ground all that well. Things are really tiny. You're missing details. It's it. You're missing perspective. And what happens is when you go in on that first day and you go through the scenario that you just talked about, Chris, with the pull request, what effectively is happening is somebody on the ground is throwing a lasso up into the sky around your neck and firmly yanking you out of that tower. And you are rapidly descending until you go full on splat on the ground. Well, and yeah, and and the reason for that is, is it just like the difference between theory and practice is mm-hmm. that in theory they're the same and in practice they're not <laughs> right. That's so like true. So, so you, you have like all that, all that underlying computer science stuff. I think it's great if a candidate understands how, what a register is and how an ALU works and, and big O complexity and algorithmic analysis and, and, and data structure, all of, and at the public key crypto, all of this, that is awesome. And I ask, I actually do ask those questions entry-level or 30-year industry veteran, I ask those kinds of questions on the call. It's not pass-fail. It's I don't keep score. I just want to know where you're at, right, with respect mm-hmm. to that sort of academic foundation. And if you know, I've had, I've hired people that had none of it because they were the right candidate and they've done awesome. Um, I've hired people that had all of it and then I had to fire because they weren't getting the job done, right? The job done, um, right? So it's kind of orthogonal to whether you get hired. I'm just level setting and trying to start an ex- uh, start a dialogue and, and get to know you. Point being, what you will learn in a traditional four-year computer science degree is computer science. Mm-hmm. You are going to learn the discrete math. You're going to learn the data structures and the algorithms and the way that programming languages are put together, maybe. And then you go out into the real world. Uh, hey, uh, you know, Jerry left last month, and uh, he's got an old WordPress plugin that we need to fix. Because uh, the hosting provider uh, doesn't use that anymore, we gotta we gotta fix this over here. <laughs> like like what you actually do with a computer science degree is not what you get from the computer science degree, and that's the core disconnect. And and like I said, engineers in my in my assessment, and this is personal bias speaking, but in my assessment, many engineering and nursing schools have good alignment between the candidates the school puts onto the market and the and the roles that industry needs to fill. Uh, tech, uh, I don't think the alignment is as great as we like to think, right? I think, I think you have a lot of, a lot of good kind of, and I went, I went to a, and I can say it, uh, lovingly and also in a self-aware sense, I went to like a crummy state school and, but it was actually for what it was a pretty good hybrid, like theoretical, practical computer science program. But at the end of the day, it was a comp sci degree in a, in academy. It was more practical, more theoretical than anything else. Mm-hmm. When I get out into the real world, uh, uh, there were some things that I found useful, but largely it was learning everything from scratch because yep. what the university produced is not what the market needed. And that has and, and that has always been the case for us. It always has that, been. And and not just our industry. Right? I'm not, not just saying our that industry, tech is yeah. somehow somehow unique in that role, right? I have this conversation, and I'm sure you do as well, with with college grads, fresh grads, all the time. No, it's like, oh, did you from a hole in the ground? Oh, they're adorable. Did, did your you're degree? So do you do you feel like your degree well prepared you for the first six months that you've now been working? And the answer <laughs> is what all of the, I've never had anybody say yes. Right? No, <laughs> it's just you don't. And so I think I think better alignment. But 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 my personal bias, where I come from. Um, is that like, uh, I'm going to get in trouble for this. Uh, I think, uh, college is bullspit to some degree. Yeah. I think it's, it's not that it's useless, but that it's been overblown. It's been over perpetrated. It's been overcapitalized. And I think when you have something like 60 to 70% of American graduates on an annual basis go on, uh, to not use the degree that they acquired, but they walk away with 40, 80, $150,000 worth of debt. By the way, nowhere in primary school and secondary school in, in, in post-secondary education were they ever taught about financial wellness and hygiene and management. So they have no idea how to attack that debt that this huge liability hanging around their necks. They go on to get a job in an unrelated field 
at which is not really the problem because they weren't prepared for the field their degree says they were in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, but you see, like the system is set up, I think it, it's just not efficient. And that's where my mind goes like, okay, the boot camps, that's a good V1, right? What's V2? How right. do we actually, for, for computer scientists, for aspiring computer scientists, can I say just aspiring practical developers? Yeah, sure. How do we solve that gap? How do we fix mm-hmm. that gap? You know, yep. that's, and it's, like you, I've I've thought about it in the past. And it's like, well, should I take a stab at? Like, I don't have any free time left in the day. I would love to be able to do that um, in a, in a comprehensive and a thoughtful way. Um, but then it's like, great, you're gonna you're gonna start a business now. You've got ten problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that's let's let's just for this for the purposes of the conversation here, we can keep it in the theoretical. Um, I have met numerous people who are very good at what they do, and they don't have a college degree. I don't think it's required. Um, it is a fact that nothing, the, the cost of education has grown like literally nothing else in the oh, whole yeah. of human existence over the last 40 years. Um, it is completely yeah. dissociated from uh, inflation or any other reasonable growth metric you can think of. It, it is off on its own. Um, my, my theory is that we are witnessing, um, we are witnessing a massive, massive education bubble. Uh, it's so big that you actually can't even see the contour of it. That's how big this bubble is. And I think it's going to pop. I think it's going to pop sometime in the next probably 10 years, 10 to 15 years. And and education, upper, higher level, post-secondary, post-high school education is going to implode. Um, and I think we're already seeing some of it. Uh, I think- Well, that's, a, that's, a, uh, that's not a pleasant outlook. No, it's not. Because it not. sounds like, like you know, down. I feel like as a society, we've lost that kind of like '60s, like oh, down with the man, question authority. The we a bunch of lemmings here in 2020. I don't I know. I think so. Uh, yeah, but I like think generally, yeah, that, we are. That aside, like even if I even if I look at post secondary education in the United States and say, wow, golly, that's a suboptimal system. Like uh, to to consider to consider a correction of the magnitude you're describing is is kind of a kind of a scary notion it, it but you know that that space needs it i mean it's it's going to will it have detrimental ripple effects yeah but i mean the whole thing is just overinflated. It, it is it is ridiculous um well the funny thing to me I, I happen to be pretty close to somebody who knows uh uh post-secondary education fairly well and um the notion like the sense of it seems to be that in in recent years most of the growth uh in terms of like actual like student admit like like student tuition like the price you pay mm-hmm. for entry yeah most of that growth is not attributable to um uh more uh m- more staff not attributable to uh pay increases for staff not as much attributable to um, size or scope or pay increase for administrative, right? My understanding is that a lot of that growth is attributed to other student services. And what's interesting to me is to think that over the time period, and this was this was related as a second information. Don't you know? I'll, I'll try to find sources if I can. Um, but what's interesting to me is over the period of time where that has been the case, like. If the goal of all of those non-academic student services is to facilitate the health and well-being and, you know, the whole person approach to the four-year experience, that like over that same time, the outcomes seem to be getting steadily worse for the whole mm-hmm. person experience. So like that seems an obvious problem on we're, the face of it. I, I, you're, you're, you're touching the tip of an iceberg here. The schools are focused on not what they need to be focused on. You need to be focused on producing people with, with marketable, marketable skills that have a real uh, need and use in society and inside of, inside of a market. Full stop. All the other stuff that they're doing which, is- Which could be solved nonsense. by a simple, right, which, which could be solved by a simple reprioritization of the educational resources that they have already. Oh, they're, I mean, they, right, to address all, that delta. Yeah. Oh, there's, but then you add a bunch of costs to add all this other stuff and somehow outcomes are getting worse. Uh, see, I, don't I don't know how that continues. Well, I think, right. I, 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 well, I think it continues. And 
for the same reason that uh, that the prices have gone through the stratosphere, and that's the fact yeah. that all of our all the student loans are now owned and operated by the government, which has an endless piggy bank. And so we have disconnected the price of education from any kind of downward market force. So the schools have literally nothing stopping them from just continuing to increase prices you know, into the stratosphere. There, there's no downward force. No one is no one is walking away from these yet. Yeah. I'll say yet. No one is walking away from the schools because, oh, I'll just go get a student loan. I don't have to pay for this now. I'll just get a loan. And yeah. they have continued to do that and do that. And that number has gone up and up and up and up and up. When my when my in-laws were uh my, my in-law, my in-laws are uh, pharmacists by trade. So they went to pharmacy school, which is, you know, it's kind of like a post, it's, it's, it's a, it's a post-secondary uh, college degree with a little extra, you know, with some medical, it's not a doc, you're not going for like a doctor and all that kind of stuff, but it's like, I think six years, something like that. And a pharmacist or that's a doctoral degree. Isn't it? It, uh, yeah. I don't, is it, I don't know what that's the a, technical classification is. I'm probably going to be yeah. anyway. Um, they went, they went to pharmacy school. Okay. They got their, they, they got loans. Do you know how fast they paid them off? Take how a guess. Fast? Take a guess how fast they paid them off. I mean, the average has got to be probably 15 years. Less than 10. Less yeah. than 10. Actually, in them. the 80s, it would have been about five. Uh, and Good that same thing for veterinary school. Veterinary school, which is, which is full doctorate. And that's, I mean, that's eight years of school right there. Mm-hmm. You paid the whole thing off in five. What's changed? What's changed? Has the medicine changed? Has the has the education changed that dramatically? I mean, we've had advancements, sure. That's not what's changed. What's changed is is how we have handled the loans and the yeah. like like you said, the superfluous crap that we are stuffing in that is utterly unnecessary. And so that's why I say Well, because all of this all of this should be inflation adjusted, right? So okay, there's inflation and we have new technology. So that means that means the education costs a little more, right? What that also means on the back end is that the services rendered for people that have the degree costs more to the consumer right, but and the money just keeps going around in a circle. So inflation has nothing to do with it. We're looking at inflation adjusted costs yeah, that's that what are I'm going s- up yeah. for like untold reasons. Yeah, you can put on a curve I- yeah, so what you can do, I'll I'll see if I can find one of these charts. You can put on a curve. Yeah, you inflation. and I, I think we both, I think we've both got to, uh, we've got to find some sources for, because so, we're we're slinging a lot of assertions here. We need to back this up right in now, the notes. But, but it's not, I'm not pulling this out of thin air. These are things that I have read and seen before. Yeah. But I mean, this is the nature of the Refactored podcast. You know, we don't come into this prepared with stats to talk about a specific thing. You know, we're sort of pulling this off the cuff. So I will, I will see what I can find. You can find a chart of inflation and you can find a chart of uh, higher education it, costs correlating it with higher education costs and you can see that they are completely disconnected yeah. higher education yeah. is this exponential curve it's insane as it's as insane. scary if if you look if if you look at like um if you look at the living standard versus inflation mm-hmm. it's like a scary difference oh it's and then if you look at education costs versus inflation it's, I think, even more even of a scarier. delta than that. Yeah, it's even more of a delta <laughs> than ridiculous. that. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So I am at a point, it, it is so big that I am at a point now, and I have talked with my wife about this. I am at a point where I, I am already thinking about my kids not going to college. Um, not because I can't afford it. I mean, I might be able to, and they, they could help me, but i Because I'm wow not, expansions aren't going to buy themselves. I am, <laughs> I am not going to to saddle them with this massive burden of debt that they have almost no hope of paying off. And so I'm already mentally preparing myself for a hard conversation with them. What do you want to do with your life? Okay, if you're not 100% sure, you're not going to school. Okay, you know what you want to do? Does it require a four-year degree? If yes, let's find the best, most efficient, most cost-effective school in the country and send you there. You know, the conversation that you and I had with our parents as, as kids, that is not happening anymore where, yeah. oh, what do you want to go to school? What do you want to do? And, you know, we'll help you. And, you know, it, 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 you know, this 
you know, the, you know, the you college get, you get dream. two or three years undeclared to find yourself. We're, exactly. we're not going to make, yourself. we're going to make some enemies right. with this, but I'm okay taking a stand here. And my Me wife too. and I've had similar conversations, right? We put it, we put away, you know, Pennsylvania is a 529 plan, right? We put away 529 one. money yeah. for education and we have no expectation that every dollar of that goes to a four year university. No, in maybe fact, it I'm goes push to a university first. Maybe it goes to a trade school. Maybe we eat the tax hit and it goes to a wedding or a, or a down payment on a house instead because they went a different direction with their lives. We, we like I don't have any expectation that we have three kids and three five twenty nine funds and each of those will go to a dedicated university of our choosing prior to the. No, it's like what do you want to do with your life? What are you good at? What are you passionate about? We will support the hell out of you going and growing into that and doing that. And if it is a degree where we can use this money for that, if it's a trade school, we can use the money for that. If it's some other way that, you know, we can check the boxes on the IRS form to use the money for it, even though it's not a trade school or a four-year sure. degree that we're going to do that. And if it's none of the above, then great. We have some savings for you for, you know, X reason, right? We, there is no assumption on our part that like we have three kids and we will have three college graduates because- and I think you and I, I think our generation. I think we're all we thinking the same of, thing. Like we got out of it in my mind at kind of the inflection point of public opinion on that. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's going to be more common as time. Why goes do on. you think, why do you think I said this bubble bursts in the next 10 to 15 years? It's exactly, it's nah, the time frame of nah, our kids nah, coming up nah. and going to college. I'm telling you, this is going you, to happen. You might be honest. I'm not going to. I'm not sending my kids yeah. to school to quote unquote, find yourself. I am not yeah. sending my kid to school to take underwater basket weaving or, yeah. you know, postmodern French yeah. feminist lit. They are going to school for a legitimate degree that yeah. will get them a real job and pay them real money. Or they're not, more ideally, they don't take a four-year degree. They go somewhere else for the education they need. And then they get their ass out in the market and they get a job and they learn I'm bringing this all the way back to where we started with the boot camps. They learn everything they need to learn on the job because let's be honest, the education itself you it teaches anyway. you very, very little of what you actually need on the yeah. job. My, and and my wife talk, and I talk about this all the time. She went to a really good undergrad um, and the program was hyper-optimized for what she does. Mm -hmm. My program, I went to a, a, and again, said with some loving snark, uh, I went to a cruddy state school where literally half of my 120 credits were general education mm -hmm. to make a well-rounded student. Well-rounded, yep. Complete Liberal waste arts. of time and money. Right? So mm -hmm. I actually have a two-year degree because half of my time got wasted. Right? right. And let's, you went for four and, years and, I don't, and wasted two of them on in terms of credits. Yeah, yeah. 60 of mm -hmm. those credits were crap that Jump. I didn't go there to learn, right? right. Um, and has has... Has none of that ever helped me at all? No, there's some marginal benefit, but that's not why I'm there. That's not right. why I go there. So I look at, I, I look at it kind of in line with you. I'm not anti. I don't like wish they go somewhere else first. Um, I'm kind of agnostic with respect to what the what the path is. Um, but I I I don't think that. But you recognize it's, it's the potholes in that one path, in the four-year path. You recognize the risks and 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 rewards. I recognize what for what uh, they the are. The part of that, the part of that that's a scam. I see that with yeah, both sides. Yeah, you see the cost open, right? and, and, You see the cost benefit yeah. with crystal with yeah. crystal clarity. That's exactly right. Yeah. I, I mean that that yeah. is the and that's what our and generation I, I make sees. enemies. By the way, I make enemies when I say like, no, college is a financial transaction. Right, yeah. There's, you need to have an ROI plan for this because you're going to spend thirty grand a year over four years. That's one hundred twenty thousand dollars. What so are you going to make on the back end of that? You're going to get a job making thirty five k a year. Okay, once you take out living expenses, you've got four bucks a month to pay that loan back off with. At that rate, you're going to be saddled with this debt for the rest of your life. And and I'm very passionate about personal finance and and financial wellness. Mm -hmm. I will not have that for my children, Why even adult children. I will not allow them to make that choice without me having a lot to say about it. And so, okay, you want to take on $120,000 worth of debt and then go make a job that allows you to pay that off in some finite number of years that you think is reasonable and you have a plan towards? I support – there's nothing I support more than you right now, right? That's that's the messaging mm -hmm. Um but it's 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 a that's a business transaction to me. There's got to be clear ROI. Uh, right. And again, when sixty or seventy percent of Americans graduate and don't use their degree, 
we're getting taken for a ride. Oh, it's a, a total, it's a total scam. That's exactly what I'm saying. Oh. It is a, it is a total scam. Uh, and that's, and that's why I don't want to, I don't want to knock, I don't want to knock our, um, I, I don't want to knock the, um, the boot camps too hard because they're doing a good thing. They're yeah. fighting a good fight. Uh, marketing is a hit or miss thing. And I agree with you. They can yeah. do better. They kind of suck at it in some ways, but if you're if you want to get into development, I think boot camps are an absolutely legitimate way to go. You do not need. I mean, you're talking. Take it from two guys who hire engineers at various levels of experience all the time. You don't need a college degree. I don't care. No, I, I don't, don't even look it. for it. I don't even look for it. If if I see schools at the bottom of the resume, I just go back up higher because yeah. I don't need to know. It doesn't matter. I mean, I, I look at it. I make a mental note of it. It doesn't earn you bonus points over any other candidate no. at this point. It's worthless, no. which is no. so freaking heartbreaking to say. I hate the fact that I it's say it. It's terrible. It sucks. It's terrible. No, it's it's ah. Uh, if if you've got experience with a boot camp uh, or you also want to rage against the machine of university in America today, uh, please send us an email, uh, feedback at refactor.work. You could also uh, do a voice recording on your phone and email that to us for us to play on the show. Uh, of course, refactor.work, you can find all of our back episodes, show notes, archives, recommendations, and so forth. Um, you can find uh, Frank online at hotcoles, K-O-E-H-L-S.com, and myself at tonkinson.com. Uh, this has been Refactored, episode 62, recorded uh, the Ides of March 2022. Thanks a lot, Frank. Thanks, Chris. Have a good one.